Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio jay wound up winning and i got so mad at him (laughs) that we got into a scuffle in the hallway (laughs) <laughs> and I, I did a, I, I flipped you like you, you grabbed me from behind and you were like jokingly choking me, but I was a little upset because <laughs> our game literally came down to the wire. And yeah. I think you hit one of those like under, underhanded, the, like the layup, the layup things. The layup, whoop, and it went in and you won. And I, I grabbed you by the arm and I flipped you over my shoulder. And it was like, uh, it was like Seinfeld. I was in the pool. Cause you were like, I said the socks. Right, I blamed the socks you on it. Cause you were in socks <laughs> that I, that I beat you up. And I yeah. was like, but I'm in slippers. Literally the key word to slippers is, but you had slip. traction on the bottom of those slippers. <laughs> Welcome to super movie brothers. Let's start the show. You don't want to do this. Yeah, we do. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And we are here to discuss the final two episodes, episodes five and six. Oh, and the series as a whole. And the series as a whole. Sure. Of The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. So this is obviously me and Jay have talked previously in the past. We've done two episodes and then we we waited and then do two more episodes. Now we're at the final two episodes and... Uh, th- this is the series I think so far from the MCU, even though we've only gotten two of them. That me and Jay were both like, "This is our MCU. This is what we've been looking forward to." Even though we're liking what we see for Loki, I think this is still more up my alley. Captain America, my favorite character, so I love the legacy of Captain America. They've sprinkled throughout There's a lot the to series. Chew on with this, yeah. there is. Uh, but this this episode, episode five, is picking up where episode four left off. Episode four left off with. I'm going to say this now. Spoilers for for the for, for the series at this point. So if you're not caught up, here's your spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. So this is picking up right after John Walker has just smashed the skull of one of the flag smashers uh sure. ironically I, enough. I, iconically showing off the blood on the shield it I was know. wild so that was one of the things that like really really got to me so like he smashes the skull of nico one of the flag smashers and he is 
Uh, he's the one that, like, in the last episode was, like, you know, talked about how his grandfather fought with freedom fighters in World War II and stuff like that and was a fan of Captain America. So he, he, he understood Captain America, what Captain America represented, uh, mm-hmm. only for now the the modern version of Captain America to smash his skull in in front of a very public audience. And I think for Bucky and Sam to see the the shield sullied with the blood of essentially an innocent, at least at least a man who was beaten, there no reason to kill him at that point. You you could have just captured him. Was something that set them off, and they chase down John Walker, and that's that's where that's where episode four ends. Yeah, and we pick up with them cornering John Walker in in, in that facility where they had previously tried to capture Carly Morgenthau, and it's an all out brawl at this point. The battle for the shield. I think is what you would call kind it. Kind of, the essentially was. Yeah. Uh, but 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 a metaphorical battle as well as a physical battle to yeah. to to take Cap's legacy, Steve's legacy, away from this murderer, this this man who stepped over the line, crossed the line that Steve would never cross, sullied the shield. So they're both trying to, you know. Sam and Bucky are trying Sam to Sam and Bucky are, yeah. Right they're the trying, wrongs. They're trying to save Cap's yes. legacy at this point. And they're also trying to I mean, Sam is still trying to save John as well. He's trying to he's trying to convince him to, to turn himself yes. in. Exactly. And 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 you know, Sam's history with, with, with vets and, and and you know, being in the military, he understands and empathizes with him. Um, but also what that took, you know, right. from Steve Rogers, you know, as far as like the the pressure, the the the, the severity of that honor That's of true. holding the shield, and Bucky, you know, he does to some degree, but he has so many demons that he's wrestling with right now, where he's he he doesn't understand the wide scope of it's a, that, like what Sam does. It's a great fight that echoes a lot. It's a good fight. It's a really good fight. Actually, it was a lot of fun. It echoes a lot of the of the uh, Bucky and Cap versus Iron Man from from it from Civil War. Most certainly does. Uh but they're all battling over the shield and Which is better by the way. <laughs> that fight was oh, better. Come on, yeah. That fight was 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 better. But this fight it's still it's still solid. It's still No, it it's is. Still no, a it solid is. fight. And and it's it's really believable that It's got a haunting ending too, which is I thought appropriate. With Bucky and Sam not going for bro they don't want to kill this man sure however john walker is prepared to kill both of them and that yeah. becomes the crux of the fight that becomes the problem with it also they did a great job with with taking bucky out of the equation for a while with his arm glitching out and stuff like that that takes him out of the equation so that sam can have a one-on-one with john mm-hmm. walker and stuff mm-hmm. like that to show that sam is capable mm-hmm. even without the super soldier serum to hold his own against a super powered individual well put well which put. is important to show yeah. if if we're going to make this guy captain america going forward yes and the way they defeat him is great. Like I, I love the idea of both of them holding him down, the super soldier holding on to the shield, and we know how powerful the grip of a super soldier is because we saw Cap hold a helicopter from taking off, and we saw his beautiful biceps oh, glistening as he's doing it in Civil War. In tight t-shirt. Uh, oh. We don't, we don't, we don't get to see John Walker's glistening biceps here. We'll, we save that. We we save that sex. We save that that for Steve. 
Only, only, only Chris Steve. Evans gets that. Only Chris <laughs> Evans <laughs> gets that. Only Chris can pull that. Uh, but they, they wind up breaking the arm of John Walker to eventually get the shield from him. And they, they, they leave him there, essentially. Um, he, he, I guess he's collected by the United States government. Uh, Sam's wings are broken. John Walker rips his wings off. And Torres, who we, talked about, we talked about previously, is someone who in the comic books went on to replace the Falcon and become the, the Falcon number two, essentially. Torres, like as he's walking away with the shield, is just like, "Don't, don't you want the wings?" And he's like, "No, nah, man, keep them." Yeah, keep it was a cool little little nice Easter egg. It was a nice, nice little nod. I liked it. Nice it's it's almost like when when James Rhodes in Iron Man One looked at the looked at the unfinished Iron Man armor and went, "Next time, baby." <laughs> Torres, next time, baby. Next time, baby. He'll be wear, he'll be wearing the Falcon wings. Um, w- w- in whatever form. And just like Terrence, won't 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 ever happen. Won't ever. <laughs> but well, we don't know that because you we, never know. We don't know whether we're getting a sequel to this series. But what we do know, what an announcement that came out this week. Since we're not doing news this week, we'll talk about it here. Is that there is a Captain America four confirmed by by Disney and the MCU to be coming and to be starring Anthony Mackie in the role of Captain America after the success of this show. So. We may get to see Torres as a Falcon. Okay. So that that's something. But this is right after that fight, which kind of takes up the first like 20 minutes of the episode. This is where like we pull the brakes on the series. We're not going to advance the story anymore. We know that Carly is is building her masses. She's rebuilding her, her quote unquote army. Uh, and she is speaking to the power broker and the power broker who we don't know who it is lends her. Bartrock the Leaper, played by George St. Pierre, and he kind of shows up with all these weapons, and they're going to be attacking the GRC, who are the who are the uh, faceless organization who is responsible for causing all the strife that the Flag Smashers see. They're right. They're keeping people inside of internment camps. Essentially, they're the yeah. ones that are rebuilding borders, kicking people out of homes that they that they took over during the blip, and it's all it's all as a result of all these people returning and stuff like that. And the GRC are just bureaucratic pencil pushers exactly and 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 i think one of the downfalls of the the power severity of them was the lack of development with them the lack of time with them right towards the end of this episode we get to see the bureau the bureaucratic bullshit of the grc in action in the same way that we saw the sokovia accords and their bureaucratic bullshit going on in in civil war but at least in that there, there was an understanding of where that was coming from here the grc it's it's literally been Three fucking consonants the entire time. G R C. I never got to see anything from them whatsoever until the very end of this episode, where they're kind of making cold, uncalculated decisions about how to reissue borders and stuff like that. And while I I think that the storyline for that is first off, it's very well steeped in our current in in, in history. Like, oh yeah, because that's what we've done with the continent of Africa for for years. You know, like this this Western country runs this this border, that one runs this border. You know, you got Hungary, you got you got the UK, you got Spain, you got all these other countries mm-hmm. that came into Africa, cut it up into these different borders that previously mm-hmm. hadn't existed, mm-hmm. uh, and caused the strife that it has. So that's what the GRC are doing. However, they didn't take the time to explain that to us. So if you're not no. a history buff. Or you're not someone who 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 can really wrap your head around the geopolitical climate of this world, then the GRC is just a name and and we just know that they are they're not bad, but they're not exactly looking out for the best interest of of people right. as a whole. Right. Right. So that is a big downfall for the series. Uh, I, I I agree with you there. But where we really get to slow down is 
Bucky and Sam just coming together and sitting and kind of talking, a, discussing a great chunk everything. period of time of of them just really talking and, yeah. and getting into things. And we get to follow back up with Sam and his sister and what's going and, and what's going on with the boat. It was a lot of fun, and a lot of loose ends that needed to get tidied up, and I think a little bit of just imagine being of honor. Sam. Like he needed to, he needed to do it. Yeah, just imagine being Sam. There's two legacies Sam is trying to up, uphold sure. in this movie: the, the legacy of his parents and their and their fishing business, and and that of the neighborhood that he's from in Louisiana, but also to uphold. Uh, that legacy of Steve and Captain America, but also uphold the the black legacy as well. You know, he's met Isaiah at this point, and at, at you know he's seen what the American government can do to a black man, how they can disavow him, how they can treat him, and stuff like that. And that's what's made him mainly trepidatious. So he's taken some time back in Louisiana, and he talks with Bucky. And they, they, uh, Bucky tells him that, like, and I love this scene where it's like, I don't think me and Steve really knew the ramifications of choosing a black man as, as Captain America. Because how could they, right? How could they? If they don't think like that, if they don't think like Sam or they don't think like a, like a racist person, then they're also incapable of putting themselves in Sam's shoes. Mm-hmm. There's an ignorance that comes with that, mm-hmm. and I do I do like that they address that that and, and and that's something I think we can all relate to in our society as yeah. we as, as we can all say that Black Lives Matter, but at the same time when you and I say it we're we're standing we're we're standing there and we're saying we support them, but we can't say that we understand them. We can't say that we can put ourselves in their shoes. We right. can't say that their struggles are struggle. We can only aid in a fight uh, and 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 be quiet so that their voices can be heard and that's it that's all we can really do i agree and that i think that's what that's what bucky was trying to get across in his speech yeah with, and i think Sam. he you know and, and like like you just said and like like he just said it's just not you know it wasn't on their radar they didn't understand it and it was it's not so much ignorance it's more or less you know maybe back then it, you know maybe it was because they didn't know any better they didn't know the power of that and, and 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 the ramifications of that still. There is a moment that I do love uh, in this, and it's when they, it's when Bucky's kind of using his strength to help put the boat back together and stuff like that. And there's a moment where a pipe bursts and it's hot, you know. And he he goes up and and he tries to first work it with a wrench, and then he grabs it with his metal hand and turns it, and it finally goes off. And <laughs> Sam goes, "Why don't you just use the metal hand from the get go?" And he's like, "Sometimes I forget I have it. I'm right handed." Yeah. <laughs> I love that, but it's a little love it's, that. It's a nice little thing that like goes in there. Like sometimes I forget I have it. Lots of character <laughs> detail. Yeah, I mean it's 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 so. This is the one one of the main things that I got from this was the character development between Bucky and Sam. I I needed it previously, and, and they, I wanted it, and previously I, and I they think, hated each other, right? I, or at yeah. least that's what they've told each other. Well, I think there was a respect for each other. It, but it was it not was a, a mutual not a love fighting for Steve's attention and love. But by the end know? of the series, they're me and you. Yeah, <laughs> they're buddies. No, they are. No, it, they're it, bros. It, man. And and I think that was always inevitable. And I think I that's so why so many people immediately saw that chemistry. Yeah. And even off can you know the, as actors, you know Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan are really good buddies, and they really together. get together yeah. and have a good time. They know how to rib on each other. And 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 I, I you see that you just see that chemistry go through into these characters, but I loved how much detail and time that they put into and real thought, like actual real gravity, 
and levity within these characters throughout this, I think so this actual series. But 100% my favorite part of the series is that. I know. We talked period. about it when we talked about episode one where people were like, oh, it's so slow and stuff like that. But I liked it. I liked delving I into it. I needed it. I think I think this is the phase that they're going to do that with. And this I is, want that. And this is the episode where they're trying to wrap up Sam's arc before we go sure. into episode six. And we, we, will get, we will get Bucky's wrap up of his quote unquote arc, which I think is a weaker arc, but also... They they, let's, they lost traction with that arc. Let's let's face it. With six episodes, we are telling the story of how Sam becomes Captain America. We're not so much telling the story about how Bucky redeems himself, sure, or or, sure. or, or how Bucky makes amends. Sure. It's it's a side, that's, that's, it's a side plot, and that's a foggy it's a side topic plot. anyway. It so it's it's one so. of those situations where it's not a slight switch. You can't so, just turn it off. So after discussing everything with Bucky and stuff like that, Sam goes back and talks to Isaiah again, and. Uh, at this point, he's kind of realizing that Isaiah is a black man from a different age. And maybe at the time, he wasn't ready to represent what Captain America should represent to a company or, or to, to a country. Uh, but maybe it's time for him to be. And being emboldened by what everything that's, that, that Bucky had told him, he... he starts training with the shield i love i love them having that conversation that we talked about where bucky kind of re-emboldens them mm. and they kind of mm. get down to the brass tacks of of the legacy of the shield but also the legacy of what it would mean for a black man to hold the shield they're having a catch back and forth and one of the little details that i love is as the cool. shield is bouncing off of trees it comes back bucky catches it effortlessly it's all arm and into his arm, and then he passes it off to Sam. When Sam catches it, it's all body. He has to take the weight of the shield into himself and dry and with his whole body, rotate the hips, rotate the shoulders, and he has to catch it that way because he's not a super soldier. Yeah, he's human. But also, it also adds to the weight of the shield that Sam feels because, again, he has to uphold the legacy of Captain America and also uphold being a black American holding the Captain America shield. It's double weighted for him. And he knows he knows that he is a good candidate, but he also understands the levity of like I need to be able to perform right. to not be which, a joke which with the shield. Causes the training now. Exactly. And the Rocky montage. Like, I, I love like that. I love that. But he also looks at his nephews so and they're good. like, You're going for another run? He's like, All day, baby. All day. And I'm like, I can do this all day. Yeah. I love the little nod. Those little, those little nods. The little nod. It's kind of cheesy. It's kind of cheesy. Not but really. Also, it's, but also, I think it's, I think it's I perfect. It. I think it's I perfect. It. I think it's fitting. And if you notice all the time that he is, it, every time he is standing uh, with Bucky, he's on Bucky's left. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Bucky's on his left. Bucky's always, always to his left. So now, now Bucky's the one that's on his left. Um, which is one of the things that I liked in the in the series. It's a little nod, and you only yeah, watch it's a good it. little pickup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, ultimately, it ends with now him with the training montage and stuff like that. Anthony Mackie getting into quote unquote better shape, getting into. I mean, we see him doing some true acrobatics, like he's doing flips. Uh, he looks time. he looks like a super soldier. Right, I, I know he's he's really getting himself into i would say and we um, needed this for it to be believable for him to operate without the wings for us to uh to, for us well, to watch him go up against he's people. essentially got himself up to john walker's status right before you know he took the serum obviously but like he was the peak you know peak physical, physical human condition. condition for humans yeah and uh, that could warrant the shield yeah he's he's an olympic athlete now Pretty much, pretty much. So, uh, but we needed that training montage to understand that. So, so that yeah. way, when we get to episode six, 
And are um, always fun to watch. We're not we're not questioning it. But th- this this episode ends with the attack of the flag smashers on the GRC. It's very highly publicized, uh, the, and all the major news outlets are picking it up. And Sam sees it from Louisiana. He's been left a mysterious box by Bucky, and he hasn't opened it yet. But we all know what's in the box, and it's not Marcellus Wallace's soul, right? It's not. <laughs> it's. it's <laughs> It's uh, he opens it up and the episode ends. We don't even get to see it, but we know that he's going to rescue the GRC in New York from the Flag Smashers. Uh, and when we we know that when he returns, he's going to be looking completely different. He's be looking bad fucking ass, and it's mm-hmm. a gift from the Wakandans. Which anything that comes from Wakandan means oh, that sick. it's going to be vibranium, and it's going to be fucking sick. So. Episode six doesn't like leave you hanging. It literally starts off with the attack on the GRC, and. Oh, they get right into it. Sam yeah. shows up, and we see him flying in with new Falcon wings, but we don't see what he looks like quite yet. And we know that on the ground is is Bucky and Sharon Carter, who who uh, uh, Emily Van Camp, who hasn't who, who has now come back to the to the states, and she's wearing one of those netted like face changers, mm-hmm. the, the Mission Impossible face changer yep. mask yep. and stuff yep. that previously Black Widow wore in in Winter Soldier, um, and they are there to stop the Flag Smashers. They're going to infiltrate infiltrate the GRC building and take them out. And one of the things I really liked in this episode was as Bucky is going into the building, one of the police officers, one of the SWAT team that's outside, greets him as Sergeant Barnes and kind of like. Gives him a little like head nod, Sergeant Barnes. There are people out there who know who Bucky is and and kind of respect him in that way because it, like, even though he's not part of the military anymore, he, he he's still the, getting the respect. He still has the history all these years of and, Sergeant Barnes and, and as, as Sergeant Barnes. That guy you know? went to the Smithsonian and saw the Captain America, <laughs> like, right? Because he calls yeah. him Sergeant Barnes. He doesn't call him the Winter Soldier. He doesn't call no, him. No, he doesn't no. call him White Wolf. All the other names we've heard for Bucky throughout sure. the series he calls him Sergeant Barnes. Uh, and I, I, I thought Which that was the first a, time you heard. I mean, well, probably since the first Captain America. America. Right. Um, I liked it. Was it was nice. It was I, really nice. It was very nice. Uh, then, then they go in, and Emily Van Camp follows off with one guy who's who's taking the rest of the GRC, putting them in vans and stuff like that, and she takes him out in bloody fucking fashion. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, she's, yeah. She, 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 she blows a gas bomb up in his fucking van, which is fucking oh, nasty. Yeah. She was... She was brutal. She was brutal. She was brutal. Which also goes into leading into what we find out towards the end of it. And which, also which is something we've all and a potential season two, I think, right. a lot more too. I think she'll have a lot more. Also, what we all saw on. coming, I think. I I, yeah. I think that, that that's my big downside to this series is a lot of these story beats we all saw coming. We all saw John Walker's well, we all saw John, jo, jo, all John saw Walker's coming, turn but also coming. just shoehorned in. It is. In a lot of ways. We knew that Emily Van Camp was not who she said she was. We knew that by all the scenes where she wasn't with Bucky and Sam, we knew that we knew that there was something more nefarious going on with her and we all assumed that she was uh, that that she was the power broker. Uh, when we get to the ep- when we get to the end of this episode, all the stuff that we thought was going to happen does uh-huh. fucking uh-huh. happen. Uh, one of the things that we didn't talk about in episode five that I do want to talk about real quick is the the U.S. government, the Defense Department, disembowels uh, John Walker as Captain America. So we should talk about that before we get into the the rest of of episode six. And in that speech, uh, in that in that tribunal, that military tribunal, while he is not while he is not dishonorably discharged. He is relieved of his duty, uh, and he kind of tells them all, like, this is what you made me. I did what you asked me to do. I became what you made me, and that is what a Defense Department-led Captain America would be. 
He's a weapon. It, it 100% would be. He's a weapon. And he he's a hammer. And to a hammer, everything is a fucking nail. And, and you know, and I think a lot of, respectfully, a lot of former military people feel that way as right. well sometimes. And that's know, depending on their situation or, you know. And that's also what happened with them. That's also where we meet uh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus's uh, Valentina Allegra sure. de Fontaine, sure. who in the comic books was both a shield agent and a Hydra agent, a double agent, possibly even a triple agent, because she was a shield agent. She was Jeez. a Hydra agent, so she was a shield agent infiltrating Hydra, who yep. was who was spying on Shield for Hydra, but then also spying on Hydra for Shield. So I think that makes her a triple agent. Um, and she was also known as Madam Hydra. But that was only a one arc of the comic books that she was actually Madam Hydra and a bad guy. Which makes a lot so, of sense. Uh, but she, she pulls it off. She's obviously, I don't know whether she's involved with Nick Fury, but well, towards she's the again, end. again shoehorned in. Right. Um, it very ma- much It makes so. you very excited and it, it, it sets up John Walker for the next season She's like again they saying, teed up a lot of bullshit for season two or at least for the future of the mcu or future movies. she's saying things that make you realize that she knows more than she's letting on but also we're not in the know enough but i think we're going to see more of dave fontaine going forward in things like secret invasion or possibly a dark avengers or or, or a thunderbolts type thing which we'll get into towards the end yeah but so at this point now uh, in the story, after Emily Van Camp takes out that guy, the 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 vans go off and they're taking they're they're taking the GRC members and they're leading them to a a choke point where the flag smashers are going to kill them. Uh, Sam tries to get into the GRC and he has to fight George St. Pierre's Bartrock the Leaper. And one of the things that I like is he holds his own against Bartrock in this fight, and it's a fine fight. It's fine, but he doesn't defeat him. He instead just pushes him to the side enough that Sam can get away to go save the rest of the GRC. And now we're treated to essentially 20 minutes of action to see how Sam operates as Captain America with both vibranium wings, which can deflect a helicopter crash down on top of them, but also using the shield on top of that, as well as a new Red Wing. We lost Red Wing in episode two, but now sure. Red Wing is back. Trifold. There's three Red Wings now that he can pop out and spit, and he uses them in the same way that they're that really Tony, cool. That Tony Stark used those uh, those jet drones that he used in uh, in Spider-Man: Homecoming when he put the ship back together and stuff like that. We'll see him later on use it to to kind of catch that van. So so he's he's essentially fighting the helicopter. And and he's off doing all, all all that stuff. Meanwhile, Bucky and Emily Van Camp's uh, Carter are, are taking on the GRC. And this is the moment now where Bucky's trying to fight the GRC as they're in the alleyway. And they are going to cause a distraction. Carly Morgenthau tells them that it doesn't matter whether the GRC dies, lives, or we make an example of them. Like We're already going to be remembered for what we did. Our message is already out there. So mm. create a distraction to stop Bucky from stopping us. Mm. And Bucky has to go try to save the GRC from the van as he's trying to break the lock. And it kind of looks like all hope is lost because it's Bucky against like four or five different super soldiers. Yeah. And then John Walker shows up with his you know, homemade... Because we saw Very the we saw the after credit scene, old school, yeah, <laughs> with, with with his riveted and welded together shield that has a completely different sound, like the it, bends and everything, well, dents in and everything that yeah. you see later on after that. But um, and he comes in to to save the day, but he's still a rage filled monster. He yeah, is only he, looking he, to kill Carly Morgenthau. He, he has a lot of confliction. I know, and and I think I would like to see more from him. Yeah, and 
to really dive into that. Well, there was a moment that I liked when all the flag smashers are smashing down on him with the shield. And he looks at the the Medal of Honor that he's welded to the inside of his shield. And he kind of he kind of starts beating them back and that that GRC van is hovering over falling down into mm-hmm. the pit mm-hmm. where where Bucky and another uh, another flag smasher are are ha- are duking it out and he has the chance to go after Carly as she's running away but like he he looks at that medal of honor and he didn't win that medal of honor by killing a man right but by killing people, he won that Medal of Honor by saving people. That's generally how you win a Medal of Honor, a Medal of Valor. Usually. So in that moment, he decided to be the hero and not be the vengeance or not be mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, the, the one who wins the day. He goes after the people. He fails in saving them, but the intention was still there. Yes. And ultimately, the better version of Captain America shows up and saves those people anyway. And without super soldier serum. Correct. Correct. And it and it was that it was a great sequence. It was a great, you know, character sequence for an action set piece. It and was. and how, you know, the rat attack happened and, and it was how, and, and the back and forth and, and I thought it, it worked pretty effectively character wise. It's after this that Bucky kind of like taps John Walker on the shoulder towards the end of the sure. episode after all the action's done. I think it was too fast. Of a turnaround for John Walker, as way a too, way too fast, but way too fast. Because th- after that, the remaining of the episode of scenes with him, it's all like he's like Mister Hero, like like it, it, it just they were trying to humanize him too much. All that bottled up rage is gone, way too very quick. quickly. Because the previous five episodes, you're seeing him, but you know, they but they make sure that they show Sam and Bucky accepting him. So that way, as an audience, we know it's okay to accept them. So they really did try to shoehorn it in. They did a nice job of shoehorning it in, yeah. but it still doesn't fit quite right. It, it's not, 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 it's not, not tied yet. up neatly Not yet. Not yet. And, I, and, you know, and I guess you can say it's a little bit of like a Bucky thing where you know he still is tormented and has like a little bit of that Winter Soldier-esque thing inside of him. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess you can say John Walker has a version of that in him still that he's trying to contend with i don't I know so, like yeah. you know so he's he's got darkness that he needs to address yeah for sure and i hope they don't just let that go no like, I, I hope it's just not a clean slate out of the blue i don't think it will be going for i don't think it will be i think there's a dark future for for john walker yeah. and 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 they they spell that out in the end with his new costume <laughs> when we get they to do. that uh so uh from from there you know now it is just carly morgenthal flag smasher left and so she's being chased down by emily van camp sharon carter and by falcon himself uh now i i should stop referring to him as falcon as sam he is captain america so she's being chased down by captain america and and uh, emily van camp uh, sharon carter and she corners her and bartrock the leaper shows up and the only thing bartrock the leaper the whole reason he was involved in this was to kill sam was to kill the new captain america and it's this moment where Emily Van Camp kind of puts all of her cards out on the table in front of Carly and kind of tells her like that she is the power broker and she needs Carly Morgenthal and they can do well together. Her and her flag smashers can come back to Madripoor, be her muscle. They can rule together. And maybe down the line, we'll get to some of your agenda, Carly, but like, this is your only way out. I can help you survive. Um, Carly obviously is far too gone into her own 
into her own agenda to even buy into that. And this is where Bartrock the Leaper catches a bullet, presumably to the head, even though they don't show a dead body. And Carly Morgenthau gets shot in the stomach, and Sam carries her her limp dead body out. Although Sam did not hear that previous conversation, so he does not know that Sharon Carter is the power broker. Correct. Uh, he, he delivers her, Carly Morgenthau's body to the authorities. She's dead, and he has a very public... Very public speech very big monologue with the grc uh sam has some has two moments in this series where he is affirmed as captain america one on the bridge where everybody's cheering for him and then he quickly flies off which reminded me a lot of spider-man where he's fighting green goblin on the bridge and the new yorkers are throwing trash at green goblin he's like this is new york you fight with one of us you take with all of us uh he kind of had like that moment but he also has that moment where like the, the the older black man tells him like man that's black falcon and the younger guy even though i think hearing it it's corny i still feel like it's needed to say he says no that's captain america yeah that's the, the, those are two moments that kind of reaffirm him as the hero that he that, that he wanted to be portrayed as that 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 weight that he felt like he was taking it's it's getting a little lighter um and then he has that moment with the grc where he's telling them like that girl just died for the belief about fighting against you right like and everything you're doing you're you're not right in this situation she's not right in this situation but you know you're you're both wrong and uh, you know i love when the grc guy tells him you don't understand he goes i don't understand like you know like i'm a black man wearing a captain america fucking outfit i got the stars and stripes on me what do you mean i don't understand i fucking Loved it. Loved that whole speech. I I, I think Sam. I I got really emotional. And Anthony Mackie. He killed it. Anthony Mackie killed it. Killed in that it scene. with that speech. Uh, it, it almost brought me to tears, but that's not the moment that really brought me to tears. Really, uh, it's not. It's not. It was a great speech, and it almost got me. It got me. That's what got he, me. He goes back to Bucky. They I all, was not expecting. They that. kind of all say their goodbyes. He promises that Sharon's going to get the pardon that sh- that she deserves and stuff like that. Everybody goes away happy, and we start doing the wrap up for everybody's stories here. We're now wrapping up everybody's stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll we'll start with John Walker's wrap up. He comes out to to Dave Fontaine Dreyfus and shows her his new black outfit, and she tells him the world's a dark place, and we're going to need. You know, you're going to have to go to some dark places. So he's wearing this black outfit. He's the black Captain America, not not black in skin, obviously black yeah. in tone, black yeah. in uh, and 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 the world doesn't always need a Captain America. Sometimes it needs a US agent. And we know that that's true because in in Captain America the Winter Soldier, when they atta- when they go on that shield ship to save the shield cap wasn't let in on all of what was going on in that ship on what black widow right it was it was more of a black ops operation Mm -hmm. and cap had his morals are too high to do what what nick fury wanted to be done on that ship however john walker does not have the same moral compass correct so therefore he is more of an agent yeah, he's like a, a typical spy. He's a typical, you know, CIA agent type of. And guy. where does he go from here? I don't know whether we're going to do the Dark Avengers that that we got at post Secret Invasion, or whether we're going to do the Thunderbolts. I hope for Thunderbolts because Thunderbolts leaves us open for a little bit more Zemo, mm. and I'm hoping for some more Zemo because in these two episodes we didn't get a whole lot of Zemo. The only thing we got from Zemo was in episode five when uh, Winter Soldier refuses to kill him and allows the. 
allows the Wakandans to take him to the raft. They're the ones that escort him to the raft, and now he's imprisoned on the raft where everybody was imprisoned. Yeah, he's a fun character. In, in I was really, Civil War, really so. happy to see how much he played a part Yeah, uh, in the series. His part's not done yet because the Flag Smashers are also going to be transported sure. to the raft sure. until a mysterious butler who we saw in like episode two or three, mm-hmm. Zemo's butler, planted a bomb and kills the rest of the Flag Smashers. And... Word gets back to Zemo that his plan succeeded, and Zemo had the rest of the super soldiers wiped out. If there's one thing Zemo's good at, it's fucking capping super soldiers and making sure they don't exist. He's good. He's good at it. And uh, he's got a lot of resources and power. Absolutely. So, uh, so that's our wrap up with Zemo. That's our wrap up with John with John Walker. Uh, Bucky goes back to tell to tell the old Japanese gentleman that he did kill his son. Uh, the Japanese gentleman doesn't doesn't look like there's a forgiveness given to him, but at least there's an acceptance of of what happened. And Bucky gets to cross the final name off of his list for for making amends. Uh, and he kind of moves on. Um, and I, I I think like that's the end of Bucky's arc. Essentially, you know, he can move on from the darkness that he felt from being the Winter Soldier. However, I don't buy it. I think it was a little rushed towards the end. I don't think it's it was really well done. However. It's a closing, and they needed to get there. They opened that. They opened that arc, and they had to close it. And then finally, we get the end of Sam uh, of Sam's arc, uh, where he goes back to Isaiah, and kind of tells him like, "You were wrong. You know, the world maybe is ready for a black Captain America." Isaiah's not 100% convinced, but he kind of like taps him on the shoulder and says, get dressed. I want to take you somewhere. And he takes him to Captain America's Smithsonian wing and shows him that there is an entire memorial dedicated to Isaiah Bradley. And, and that's where it got you. The sacrifices that yeah. he made. And that's what fucking killed me. Yeah, that, got, that was good. That, that was the, really, really good. Seeing that. It, it, I think it was Isaiah Bradley's reaction. Because it was. He, he's he, been did a, a, he did a great job. He's been this. a stiff, upper-lipped guy where it's like, don't pity me. But don't fucking come in here and tell me how how things should be or how things are done. Oh, he I'll was tell you how for so long. Yeah, it, it, exactly. He, you know, and he when did he did a great job in this series, when when he is left speechless and then walks up and just hugs Sam. Yeah, and I was like, his eyes all well. It's the up. most Captain America moment I've ever fucking seen without Captain America in it. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And that without Steve Rogers. Without Steve name. Rogers, that's not right. Captain America. Not Captain America. Rick. Sam is yeah. Captain America. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. be getting a whole movie with Sam as Captain America. Yeah, I can't wait. And that's I didn't like the the little stocking thing that's on his head, which I know is very comic accurate. His that was my only was very comic accurate. That was my only gripe with his outfit was that mesh like neck liner thing. I was like, you know, I could get rid of that. And just keep the goggles. You look badass. It perfect, perfect. So, but it was really cool. We get an after credit scene, and we know that Sharon Carter is now completely pardoned, just as Bucky was, and Sam was, and everyone else in the story had been pardoned. And she is now allowed back on U.S. soil. But that doesn't mean she's given up being the power broker. In fact, they they give her her old job back uh, in the CIA, which is what she was doing when in, during Falcon Winter during uh, Civil War, and which would never happen. No, which would never happen. <laughs> But she makes the phone call and says, like, I will now have access to superpowers, to superheroes, to super weapons. We're still in business. In fact, business is fucking booming, baby. And that's our hook for moving forward, which I was very disappointed with. 
It was terrible. I wanted I wanted Thunderbolt Ross to go into the raft and release Zemo and tell him that he's been selected for the Thunderbolts program. I don't know, but, but I think with with a Suicide Squad coming out, I don't think MCU wants to dive into the same realm as DC and do a Thunderbolts because essentially the Thunderbolts are villains acting as heroes being led. Yeah, by, I, so it's possible that don't they want to avoid that? I mean, are we ready for that yet? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but. We do get a little more of Eli Bradley, uh, who will go on to be Patriot, like I said, in Young Avengers, uh, along there with Isaiah Bradley. But where they end this, I think they closed off Sam's arc very well. For everybody else, I think they kind of dropped the ball on it. I think this last episode was extremely rushed. I think six episodes probably wasn't enough to it, tell it, the it, it was, story. It was not, and I, and I was fearing that going into this series because I thought I was surprised to see six episodes especially with the first couple episodes and seeing how much they have going on within this world yeah how the fuck is this all going to work in an arc properly for all these different kind of characters and story arcs as it well. wasn't satisfying enough for everybody no no but the main character sam had the most satisfying the most important one too ending. and obviously he was and and, and it, it you know i think mainly it was his journey but also his journey had the most potential of proper closure and yeah. arc and it was great it was fantastic it was and good. i loved i loved so much going on with it um you know my grade i think is a b or b plus for the series as a whole i i think ultimately you know this one i think had a lot of potential it had a lot of great parts and a lot of great moments and and, and like i told you i think my favorite part was but just like one vision i feel like aspect. they dropped it at the end well yeah well the and, sixth and, episode and has the most no, action right. has the most and, has the most going on i still think that they that that, that in the sixth episode just like they did with one division they're, they're they're stuffing 10 pounds of shit into a five pound bag you're not wrong you're not wrong and it's interesting of the flavors, how different WandaVision was compared to this, and how this was a little bit more normal, quote unquote. I'm at an A minus for it, by the okay. way. Okay. So, I mean, like, and, I'm not too far off from you. And, you know, I think some people may, well, some people are a lot more divisive with WandaVision, right? You either love it or hate it, kind of. I mean, a lot of people didn't like it or didn't go with the flow with it. It had its thing, you know, it was a weird niche, but it's only revolved around one character and her issues. And that's still to be continued, perhaps. But these guys, I think, you know, it was a transition. I think this is a big phase transition going into, you know, many other movies, many other TV series is going forward within this world. For sure. Yeah. So that's exciting. And, and I think, you know, it wasn't a perfect series. It had a lot of good shit in there that you can get from, and I had a good time with it, and it was a fun... I think this sets up the rest of the MCU in a different way, where, like, previously, Hydra, you know, was was one of the big bads for Captain America. Now, like, this, these Flag Smashers uh, are now gone, so we know that, like, moving forward, the Power Broker and other things, like, I think it's setting... It's it's setting up a different aspect of the MCU than WandaVision. While WandaVision was setting up more of, like, the multiverse, the magical realm, this is now setting up more of that m- more of that geopolitical realm that is going to be yeah. moving forward in the MCU. Yeah. Loki will set up the multiverse more and stuff like that yeah. moving forward yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, I, I, I kind of, 
you know, I'm now after seeing this, while I really enjoyed it, these are my favorite characters in the MCU. I, I think they dropped the ball towards the end of it. I don't think they wrapped it up enough. I think this probably would have been better as eight episodes. Um, I agree. Eight or, eight or ten, to be honest, yeah. I think for me. I, um, I, I think they definitely needed more time yeah. and patience, especially since they were going. They were they, they bit a also, lot. They we, bit a lot where it takes time to chew on and to digest properly. We also have to remember that, that this is a story that they completely changed changed the story like halfway through and that's probably part of the reason because why. we were dealing yeah. with a global pandemic yeah. and originally the story was dealing with a global pandemic this this flag smashers were going to supposedly release a global pandemic that was going to unite the world against a, a virus and stuff like that and that's what that's what cap and falcon were going to fight against uh oh, i'm sorry that's what cap and bucky were, were going up against sam and, and bucky but uh they had to change it to this super soldier thing and and all that stuff uh, so we don't know what what from this show was in that original script what in the show was in the rewritten script so that we didn't have to deal with a global pandemic because enough of us have dealt with a global pandemic for long enough we didn't need it to echo into this television yeah. series as well yeah. this escapism which is ultimately what it was and it did its job as escapism i think so and i think it did its job as set up Sam as Captain America because it did a good job with that. Fucking dude is good at speeches and nothing, you know. Like it's great. If Endgame told great. us anything about Captain America, when when Ant Man's like, man, he's good at that. He's like, right, I know, it really is. <laughs> like Cap was good at speeches, and so is so is Sam. And Sam is absolutely at home in the Captain America outfit, whether you like his white stocking J or not. I know. I I'm think all it, about I think it. it's great. So that's gonna do it for our breakdown and our review of. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If there's anything that we didn't touch on in this episode that you think uh, deserved a little bit more time, you can reach out to us on our social medias. You can catch me on Twitter, at SuperMoviePod. I am on Twitter, J underscore SMB, Instagram, Super Movie Bros and Facebook Super Movie Bros Podcast. And of course I am also on Instagram. You can catch me. That's where I'm mostly at social media wise on Instagram. You can catch me at SMB Dave on there. We are part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network. So make sure you check out ageofradio.org there. You can check out all the great shows that are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network. And if you go to our page, you'll get a handy little media player that will let you play all the episodes of Super Movie Bros that are available. You can binge Super Movie Bros. I want to thank all of you for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.